0: What is going on, everyone? Welcome to episode forty, the Big Four O, the Big Fly Pod, with your co-host KMA, Vincy Vince Damato, Vince Damato, yeah. and TILU, back in action. Happy Halloween! We're live here uh, during Game Four of an atrocious Game Four. Currently, eleven to one here in the bottom of the eighth. The boys hopped on early to make sure KMA can get to bed in time, and uh, it's probably better that we hopped on early as we could probably make the prediction of this final score may's back off the 60-day IL. Uh, like I said yesterday, I I came off of it as well. So we're glad to see that KMA is back. Uh, I think it was like your shoulder. I think it was like your shoulder, maybe
1: oblique. Yeah, shoulder inflammation. Good news is no Tommy John. So uh, we're ready to roll. Hey,
0: man, what's been going on, dude? It's been a while.
1: It's been a minute, yeah. Um, nothing new since the last pod. Still living life. Um, kids are good softball season's over. So not coaching currently. So a little more free time on the hands. Um, but yeah. Other than that,
0: just loving it. Fantastic. And, and Vinny D'Amato, I know I already gave you your praise in our first take of this episode. That is a um, going to be a part of our future blooper episode, but um, a lot of positive feedback. I know you mentioned your pops was uh, very happy about it as well. Uh, my dad mentioned that uh, he enjoyed the the episode between us two and the banter and everything. So Now we got all three of us. We're just missing CM. Unfortunately, he's, he's, he's on long-term IR at this point, but Vinny excited to have you back for your second episode and officially part of the pod.
2: Yeah. Thank you for having me again. Um, you know, just love talking baseball. Hopefully I can, uh, can see some CM in my life soon. I, I hear he, he had the Tommy John, you know, it started with some forearm tightness and you know, he just gets put on the shelf, but you know, when he comes off, I'm sure that he's going to, you know, like I said yesterday, you got some Ferraris in the garage ready to go and he's, he's one of them. So, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to when everyone can come together and, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to diving into what we saw tonight.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, basically a glass Ferrari with CM uh, based on his involvement (laughs) lately, but, uh, Yeah, it was uh, looking at game four, boys. It was a tough one. Um, It started off with a pretty cool uh, feat in itself with Kettle Marte uh, leads off with a single in the bottom of the first to extend his postseason hitting streak to 20 games, gave a vibe right away that this was going to be an all time game. I really felt that I really felt that. And I mentioned this earlier, but I had the setup in the garage. I had everything going. I had the trick or treaters coming up, seeing the game may told me I was growing the game, which is even more important, but it felt like that was going to turn into something special. And next thing you know, it's 11 to one. So KMA, your thoughts on the game, looking more at that first, you know, first to fourth inning, you know, kind of uh situation as that felt like that was pretty much the game at this point.
1: Yeah, kind of all started in that first inning, right? If you, I don't know if you guys saw the replay on that angle when Marte is still second, he got a really bad jump. I don't know if you guys saw the angle, they, they, they like the side angle, got a terrible jump on the, th- on the, on the steal. That's why he got thrown out. It was a high throw, but he still got thrown out. That's why he threw his helmet. You guys saw that when he got a little pissed off about that. Mm-hmm. He threw yeah. his helmet down and stuff. And from there, it was all downhill. Um, looking from the pitching from the D backs, it was a bullpen game going into it. So. Personally, my expectations weren't very high for the D backs tonight. Um, I felt the kind of going the Rangers way, not quite maybe this much, um, but yeah, I mean, the Rangers, as we know, the Rangers lineup is stacked. So once they get hot, they're hard to defend, no matter how you pitch them, no matter how you try to defend them, they can just flat out rake. So they got on a roll tonight. And as we saw, spiral
0: out of control, pretty quick form. Vinny, you and I talked about this last night, our predictions and everything talking about this bullpen. And 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 being a bullpen game for both sides and me thinking that Andrew Heaney couldn't make it out of even the first inning. He ends up going five, uh five to six innings. So Vinny, your thoughts? I mean, what are we looking at here for the future for the D backs? Cause now you're rolling the game five against Evaldi, things are looking a little dim.
2: Yeah. Um will it be have they confirmed Evaldi,
0: not not uh the Bear? Let me not J-Mo? I will triple check here. Because Could be. Ryan. I'm sorry. I was
2: just, I was thinking about no, 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 that you, too. No, 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 mm-hmm. no,
0: no. Good, good look. But it, it is of Aldi versus gallon, but I think okay, okay. JMO then we'll have game six.
2: Yeah. So, um, you know, we, we had touched on it, like you said yesterday, but I think today was just w- the diamondbacks getting exposed for not having another starter ready to go. You have quite a few from the Rangers that are, are able to fill in that fourth spot if you need it. But if you remember earlier in the year, the Diamondbacks failed with their highest paid player right now, Madison Bumgarner, right? Can't you're not pitching for them. They tried Zach Davies too. He's not working out for them. Ryan Nelson has kind of been a little bit of a failed project this year. Unfortunately, he's still young, so he's got time, but they got exposed tonight for not having that, that extra starter to help them out. Um, even just somebody who can fill in innings kind of like an Andrew Heaney or something. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's unfortunate. And we had talked about it yesterday. You know, I, I was going to take Texas in this one because of that, but you know, you, you even though tonight was a, an absolute disaster, if I am a D-backs fan, I, I can't feel too bad about having gallon Kelly and then Fott again for the next three, you know, you, you need those three. So um, you don't have to do another bullpen game. So, you know, I'm just we'll, – we'll see how it goes, but I'm, I'm sure hopes are not too high in, in Arizona.
0: Well, it's interesting, too, because if you look at – so they went – so I, I'm looking at the box score from game four of Phillies versus D-backs. So Mantiply starts that game as well. Then they went Kevin Ginkle, Ryan Thompson, um, or maybe maybe I'm off here with the, with the names. Sorry, sorry. That was my All fault. Right, I'm looking mm-hmm. – I, I thought that it was these specific names. Sorry, maybe need to maybe this isn't my full time job. But if you look at the bullpen from that game, I mean, barely any walks. Sal Frank is the only guy who gives up multiple walks, but no walks, multiple strikeouts from multiple guys, earn runs were low and hits were low. So it worked out. And honestly, you think of that, you think of that Phillies lineup, you're kind of shocked by the fact that they were able to do that. But then tonight. We saw these things go to waste really quick, right? We saw in the second inning there, we saw Josh Jung uh, score on a pass ball as Miguel Castro came in. Uh, Mantiply was very livid on the bench. The next thing you know, it's a Simeon to run double with a Seager 2 run bomb, and then things get out of hand really quick. And then in the third inning, Walker has an easy double play ball to finish it out. It's 5 nothing at this point. But remember, they're facing Andrew Heaney, right? So you got a lot of faith in them. If that goes right. He muffs the ball. He muffs that ground ball. All runners are safe. Next thing you know, then it's Frias trying to get out of this ending with the bases loaded. He uh he leads 0-1 in the count. He doesn't get that uh, second call, so it goes 1-1. Then Jankowski gets a uh a, hits a double in the gap with a fastball, basically right down the middle. It just didn't feel like they're night guys. I mean, I, I I don't know if it's something where this team is sort of running out of that, that gas, that, that sort of that, you know, kind of that dreamlike team and everything and what they could be. But unfortunately, it just, it just doesn't look good. KMA, I, what do you see if you're looking at this team for tomorrow, right? Like, what are you saying to this team, the manager and you? Because I know they all love their – I know they love their manager. But, like, dude, what do you even say, like, in this scenario? I mean, if there's, a silver, if there's a silver lining for the D-backs, like we've
1: seen this movie before, right, in the NLCS. They were down they were 3-1, to one, and they came all the way back and won the series. So they're definitely not down and out. This is, like, how the D-backs play baseball. They get down, and then they come back. That's what they've been doing all year, and they've done it in the playoffs before. So I don't think there's any any way you can hold your head. You get your ace going tomorrow. So – go out and play D-backs baseball. And uh, you know, I, I think they can get back in the series. I'm, I'm not counting them out yet. Um, I like their chances tomorrow actually with Gallon on the mound um, and to get back in the series. So no way to hang your head. Got to get back out there. New day tomorrow and you got to go get them.
0: Vinny, what do you think Gallon has to do differently in this next start against the against the Rangers compared to his previous start?
2: I mean, what can you do? You know, we we talked about the Phillies offense, but the Rangers does feel like a different animal sometimes and and you know, we saw it tonight. You you can't make mistakes if you're Zach Allen. You have to, you know, you have to fill up the strike zone and you have to do it effectively. You can't be scared away. But your defense also has to show up. I mean, if Christian Walker is able to to field that ground ball, it's five to one. And you know, maybe we're not sitting here right now doing this. You know, maybe we're we're waiting a little bit longer because that feels like something that they can come back from. So, I mean, if if you are going to go in as the coach and, and hype your team up, all you say is we were one, two mistakes away from being right back in this game. And, you know, when you're deflated that early, it's very tough to come back. You know, the crowd was clearly out of it for a long time. So, um, you know, that's, I think, how you can come back in and win game five. And, I think if you go in and if you win Game Five in Texas, you're probably feeling pretty good about yourself. I'm sorry, it, they're in um, Arizona. In, in so, Phoenix yes. tomorrow,
0: yeah. In Phoenix. Tomorrow. But
2: if even if you win Game Five, you're probably feeling pretty good about yourself. You know, you, you have a little bit of swagger going back to Texas. So, um, I, you know, what what else can you do if you're Zach Allen? You you throw strikes and you try to get, keep your team in it. Your offense has to show up too. Period. They
0: they really really do. This this can't be one of these you you you're just leaning on you're just leaning on a bad foot you're you're trying to do something right now with this team that has done something so amazing and then your offense does what they do tonight right and i get it they're down 10 nothing it's a completely different mindset but the mindset for the rangers is amazing based on the fact that they hear that unfortunate news that Odolis garcia and Max Scherzer are both out for the rest of the playoffs. And that was a major, major headline, of course, because of um Garcia's impact here in the playoffs so far, you know, with his ridiculous amount of RBIs and hits and his impact on the field. And so you look at the lineup tonight and you're like, well, they got now Mitch Garver going three, Carter going four, and then Josh Young going five. It's still a really, really solid three, four, five. But that really kind of that, that doesn't feel as scary, right? As that Adolis, uh, as, as Adolis hitting in that three or four hole, whatever he's hitting. But all of a sudden tonight, it didn't really matter. It it didn't. And it's kind of a forgotten tale of this entire story. Now, if they win game five, now things look really interesting because now you got uh, game six is is JMO. And then game seven, you don't have Scherzer. So now you're going to go back to your bullpen game, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So I'm really interested to see what that looks like. And, and I just, I, I can't, I couldn't believe this stat that I saw fellas, but I saw, you know, we're talking about the lineup, not looking as dangerous as, as it, as it, as you know, as it normally does with Garcia. But did you guys see this stat comparison between Corey Seager and Reggie Jackson?
1: No, no.
0: 77 postseason games for the both of them. Corey Seager has 19 home runs. Reggie Jackson has 18 and both have 48 RBIs. That's hmm. kind of crazy. That's, that's ridiculous. Corey nice. Seegers he is, when it
2: comes to pure hitting, he's top five in, in the majors, and there's no, you know, him, Jordan Alvarez, are, they're in like a tier of their own, and he just, he's proven it. He's proven it, and he's not scared. He's already got the World Series MVP, right, from, from being with the Dodgers. He's got the LCS MVP. He's just, what more can you say about him?
0: It's 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 truly unbelievable. Um, but one guy that has sort of kind of gotten by at this point, um, and a lot of people aren't talking about is uh, Corbin Carroll. And I, I mean that in the most respectful way because he's been obviously a pivotal part if he doesn't have his success so far. But I saw this stat that they posted up in wins, he's hitting three forty two, he's had two home runs, eight RBIs, nine runs, four stolen bases, in losses, one fifty eight batting average. No home runs, two RBIs, and one run. There's a part of me, guys, and I wanted your thoughts on this. I'll start here with, uh, with K-May. But I like Kettle Marte being at the top of the order. Don't get me wrong. like You have a guy who now has that ridiculous uh, post-season, postseason hitting streak. He's a guy who causes a lot of havoc on the bases. Is there a reason why, though, that you don't put Carroll at the top of the lineup, and you have Marte be more towards the base of the lineup in the three-four hole to to get things going when guys get on base. So, love to hear your thoughts there, Kame. Yeah, you bring up a valid point, especially with Christian, Christian Walker struggling
1: the way he has. Um, you know, dropping him down to three or four might not be a bad idea. And like you said, you know, you you gave out the stat when Corbin Carroll goes, the Diamondbacks go. I mean, he's kind of he's kind of their guy that the gets him gets gets him on the gas and gets him going. Um, uh, Vinny, did so I- yeah, I at,
0: at this go point, ahead. Hey, man, go ahead. Sorry.
1: Okay, sorry. Uh, at this point, I feel like you know why not mix it up a little bit, especially after the kind of how they've been down the last couple of games. The D backs offense, I think why not mix it up? You know, see what you can do, see if you can spark something, and uh, go from there. Vinny, I think you have a little bit of an update.
2: I I mean, you saw it too. Yeah. Um, Lourdes Guriel just hit a grand salami. Um, so the score is now eleven to five in the bottom of the eighth with two outs. So you're telling me there's a chance? I think that you're you telling know. Telling me there's a chance, you're but I, I do, ag- I do agree with Kyle that you know when I saw Marte was leading off. You know, I, I really didn't think too much of it, but I, I understand switching things up. Like you said, Christian Walker hasn't been hitting too well, and he went out and what is he now? He's three for four tonight. He you is. Know? Three he, for four he's tonight. mashing tonight. Um, you know, he's probably a little angry at himself for making a couple couple lapses over the last two days, but he he came out and he's done his job. And why wouldn't you put the guy who's hitting, you know, 300, 300 plus in your leadoff spot? I will say, though, if, if Corbin Carroll gets on instead of Marte in that first inning, I bet he steals that base. And maybe this whole game has a different feel. You never know. But, um, yeah, that's I, I understand shaking it up. but
0: Because um, it might, cause it's like, you know, if, if Marte is going to be as aggressive as he is at the top of the lineup, like in in essence, as a leadoff hitter, that isn't really something you're looking for. You're kind of looking for something a little bit different, unless I'm 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 seeing it in a different eye. Because then, like you just said, Vinny, if if Carroll gets on, he's stealing that bag, and then now you have your best hitter in the lineup right behind him in Marte, right? Mm-hmm. Versus, and I apologize for any uh, dog barking or doorbells. It's Halloween, but it. It kind of, I just kind of sat there tonight, being like, why, why have this guy be your leadoff hitter if he is that dominant? And I know that's, again, you're, we're in the midst of a playoff race, of course, with the World Series. Things are, you can make these topics up, but I thought that would be an interesting topic in itself. Well, go ahead, Game. I, I didn't
1: watch them much during the regular season. I, they kind of switch off back and forth between them in the leadoff spot too? I didn't watch enough regular season D backs baseball to know kind of what their line of construction was. Either either
2: you guys know, I do believe because I have Corbin Carroll on a fantasy team and it's it's a great fantasy team, it's a dynasty team. But I believe that he started off the year around seven, eight, if and maybe that was last year too. But he, I do believe, hit leadoff for most of the year, and Kautel was right behind him at two for a good chunk. I could be, you know, Tyler, maybe you're, you're double checking, but I think that is what happened. Um, I'm
0: not, I'm not seeing much of that. KMA, I, I don't, I don't see anything. Um... That will that will allow me to see sort of who was predominantly their leadoff hitter. But when I went to go see a couple games here in Phoenix, uh, Carol was leading off, and Marte okay. really wasn't even uh, a player, in, in I don't even know if he even in the top three, right? Because it was more Carol. I know Guriel was up there at certain points, um, and then Walker and Moreno were sort of up in that middle spot. So um, yeah, so I wish I could answer okay. that for you, Kame, but. Yeah, that's okay. I was, I was just curious.
1: just interesting to see how the lineup construction changes through the regular season, through the playoffs. Obviously, you kind of roll with what's hot once you get to the postseason, but uh, just curious to see how it changed throughout the regular season, I guess.
0: Yeah, because you're not really changing much at the top of the lineup when you change that philosophy. Like, Carroll's now going to get an additional at-bat maybe that he wouldn't get. Um, would you get him going again? Because he hasn't been – I mean, like right now I look, he's one for four with, with a run, but he has not been Corbin Carroll of – of the regular season and, and the beginning of the playoffs so far. So um, let's talk, let's talk a little game five, fellas. Evaldi's going against Gallon. We talked a little bit earlier about what Gallon needed to do uh, differently. I felt like when I watched Ivaldi uh, in game one, the first two innings, I thought this dude was about to throw a no-no um, because of the way that he was controlling the strike zone with his curveball, especially, um, and, and his ability to just absolutely dot on the outside. But, uh, Vinny, just your thoughts on Evaldi, like what he needs to do differently. Um, because I, I can actually see this being a, a true pitching duel.
2: Yeah. Um, you know, Evaldi, he, he throws hard, he throws gas. Right. And so that's something that, that, uh, the Diamondbacks are going to have to be ready for. And, um, I I'd like to pull up his savant page, but, um, he he leans heavily on his fastball, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, and uh, um
0: go ahead, Vinny. Kmate, okay, yeah. like if I'm looking at this, I'm I'm thinking in my head, right, if you're the Rangers, is I think you let Evaldi go as long as you absolutely want, even if you let a couple runs in because of the situation now that you've been able to save so much of your bullpen with this, uh with this game tonight. You read my mind, absolutely.
1: Um, especially with how Evaldi's been pitching in the playoffs and historically how he pitches in the playoffs, I think you let him eat for as long as he possibly can. Um, like you said, their bullpen will be rested up. Um, they'll be ready to go. So you, you'll you have your top guys in the pen coming out. So I 100% agree with you. Let him let him go for as long as he can. If he gives up a couple runs, it's okay. So you got that offense behind you who's coming out red hot off the game they have tonight. So couldn't agree more with you.
0: Yeah. Benny, were you able to find it?
2: Yeah. I mean, I was just kind of looking at some of his, his pitch mix. Um, you know, it's, it's always, I, I enjoy this part of it too, especially when you get to games like this, uh, you know, such high leverage games, looking at the kind of pitches that they throw and how the team that he's pitching against responds to those. And Ivaldi, he throws his fastball 37% of the time. He's also got a disgusting splitter and cutter, which both rank in the top um, top of the league in vertical movement. Um, so, you know, his, his splitter has thirty-three inches of vertical drop. Like that's disgusting. And it's it's coming in at eighty-seven miles an hour. And then his cutter is coming in at ninety. And then his fastball is probably touching um, I don't see velocity here right now, but it's probably touching high nineties, mid to high nineties, right? And so when you have such a dynamic pitcher, he's got the stuff. His big problem has been for a long time just consistency, right? He's either given up home runs or he's throwing a lot of walks. So if he comes in and he throws strikes, it's going to be very, very tough for the the Diamondbacks to to get something going.
0: Agreed, agreed. Kame don't you love the element Vinny's bringing to this pod right now? Love it, numbers guy. You know, breaking it down for us. You love to see that vertical depth. Are you kidding me? I mean, I might have just, I might have just found the golden nugget, my guy. I think we did find the kid who's in the. Base of the Dominican Republic, ready to just come on out and be ready to go. Golly, <laughs> my. Well, goodness. you know what? We
2: should, yeah. We we could have like you know some staff thing. You know, maybe maybe for um you know because there will be a game six, right? We're gonna we're gonna fingers <laughs> crossed that there's a game six, and then maybe I'll I'll do some deep dives into into the bear and um and to Merrill Kelly and see how how the other teams respond to those kinds of pitchers and. Give us something to look forward to in Game 6. Yeah, I, I wasn't really prepared for that, but no, i, I love diving into really, the numbers.
0: That brings up a really interesting point, too. Is And in, in, if you get to Game 6, I truly believe Merrill Kelly is on a different planet right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With his sinker and his movement and his ability to locate. I think uh, J-Mo has sort of lost his luster a little bit. Get me Game 6. I'm predicting a Game 6 win, but they got they got to find a way tomorrow, man. And I, Vinny, did I talk to you about the gallon stuff with him being lower in velocity in the earlier innings? Did I talk to you about this? I don't think you'd talk to me about it, but I, I have heard that, but yeah, go ahead. What do you got? Hey, Well, so there was an interesting thing they talked about with gallon where he has in his first, like two, even three innings, he's been predominantly around like 92 to 93 with his fastball and then post like third inning, or I think the second time through the lineup, you uh, don't quote me on that but it's around like that segment of the game where he gets up to ninety five, ninety six, and that's just not how it normally works. And so teams have been able to you know, take advantage of that. And then Gallon's able to sort of getting, getting into rhythm in the latter half of the inning. So if I see tomorrow that he's pumping 95, 96, that won't make me go, okay, now he's going to dominate, but that does make an impact.
2: Yeah. And maybe, maybe it's by design. That he comes out and doesn't throw too hard first time around, and then the second time, it's almost like you're seeing maybe a slightly different pitcher or something could be part of it. Don't know what the, the either the thought is or, yeah, because that is kind of weird, right? You'd think you'd come out and throw, you know, throw a hundred percent, but don't know why that would be.
0: Yeah, Kami, what are your thoughts there?
1: Yeah, they showed a stat on the broadcast. I don't remember what game it was. Might have been the last game he pitched. So that would that been a game two, three? Okay. I think, yeah, one of those. I, anyways, they showed his velocity has been down just on average since the all-star break. It's kind of been on a steady decline. So, you know, who knows? Dead arm might be in play. You know, it's almost mm-hmm. November now. We're gonna, It's going to be November tomorrow. Um, so who knows? Maybe running out of gas with, with the, with the old arm, with the old wing. Um, anyways, he has, he has nasty stuff. He always has. So I trust that he can get the job done and kind of weather the storm and, uh, do what he can to give the D backs a chance. Yeah,
0: because Gallon was in in game one against the Rangers. He threw five, uh, gave up yeah. four hits, three earned, five strikeouts, four walks, which is just killer in the playoffs. Uh, and then looking at Nathan Navaldi, four and two thirds, six hits, five earned, eight Ks, one walk, and one homer given up as well. So it should be it should be a fun one, fellas. Um, I mean this has been awesome talking about this as well. I know we can talk all world series stuff, but I think a really interesting uh, thing that's going on, I know this is sort of minimal, but did you guys have anything else here on game five or the series so far?
2: Um, I wrote down a few things. Um, if I can just, you know, kind of nitpick some of the things that I was writing down as the game was going on. Um, Bottom of the fourth, right, you, you mentioned how, um, you know, we, we talked, right? They're already down 10 nothing at this point. It felt like, you know, there was already kind of a, an L going on. But bottom of the fourth, they get the first two guys on. They get second and third. I don't know if you remember this. Moreno walks, and Walker hits a off double. And then you have Tommy Pham with a backwards K. And I don't remember how it ended, but they only get one run from that right and you have to at least get two in that situation you're down 10 runs and then something that made me kind of upset was then in the bottom of the six they had a little bit of a rally going I don't remember the exact situation I think it was first and third or something like that um, or, or first and second because they didn't score um, Gurriel swings at a very ugly pitch to end the rally um, because he grounds into a double play I mean the pitch is six, six inches off and, and below the zone and you know, it's a one, one count. It's not like he's got to defend. And so he swings at such a bad pitch grounds into a double play ends a rally. So I felt like they, you know, again, Texas kind of took control, but there were some points where it felt like the diamondbacks could have had some life and it just, it, it, it kind of was heartbreaking to see that they couldn't take advantage of it anywhere. You know, there wasn't really other than catal Marte going, you know, for his 20 game hit streak and I guess you can say that um, Christian Walker's back a little bit on offense. There was really not many bright spots for them today. So um, just wanted to point those things out, but also credit to um, Jankowski for coming in, right? Mm -hmm. For Adelise Garcia, he played, played his tail off. And how about Josh Jung, right? Guy Mm -hmm. puts up some great at-bats, hits the ball, like incredibly hard. And he was kind of the one who started those, those um, innings for the, the Rangers. So just wanted to give shout outs to, um, to them and Simeon for having what five RBI. So they just, you know, Texas put it all together tonight. So just wanted to mention a few of those things.
1: Josh Young is also having a hell of a series defensively, which hasn't
0: been talked about much. He's playing a great third base over there. He is truly unbelievable. Yeah, there are, uh, the game is exciting. I think we'll do an episode here uh, during the off season, talking about what the Rangers have moving forward and how scary that team is going to be for the next uh, four to five years, locking yeah. up their middle infield Jung over at third and a couple prospects that are looking uh, a little pretty promising to say yeah. to these mm-hmm. um, in other news. Uh, I think this is sort of kind of big news guys, uh, Craig council. We know that his contract expired here with the brewers uh, technically expired here today. So uh, there when uh John Morrissey reported that there is no firm timeline for his decision on where to manage in 2024, but he has spoken with the Mets and guardians about their managerial vacancies uh, and now is evaluating his options. Um, I think a really uh, first off as uh, Vinny and I are cup fans, we're very, very excited about this, getting him out of the central. That'll be very ideal. Um, but what the Mets are trying to do now with now bringing in, they went from a bottom thirty, uh, you know, farm system now to I think top five, top ten. Um, they're no. they're probably top fifteen. Yeah, they're on the verge, right? They're bringing they're they're on the rise. Yeah, and all that. for like sure. They, they're 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 looking really solid. And like mm-hmm. how they've completely flip flopped their entire mindset as an organization in one year. Isn't that like Cohen is a Cohen must just be like <laughs> the most miserable guy to work for? Because you're like, where are you going with this, man? Right, it's crazy. I'd love to get your thoughts,
2: Kyle. You want to jump in? Yeah,
1: yeah, um, definitely. I, you kind of took the words out of my mouth as a White Sox fan. I really hope Council doesn't go to the Indians or the Guardians. I'm sorry, um, you know, get him out of the AL Central. When not, I not like to see, when I like to pace him that much um, on the opposing side. Um, but yeah, the Mets, Mets are nuts. Like you said, kind of flipping their mindset in one year is kind of crazy. We all kind of saw that coming after the huge sell off they had at the deadline, um, but. It'll be interesting to see what they do in the offseason because I, I honestly don't really know what they're going to do with the with the big names that they have. They're going to try and flip some guys and build up that farm system. They're going to try and add more with money-wise. They're kind of on that in-between spectrum, right? So it'll be interesting to see what direction they go um, this winter.
2: Yeah, Vinny? Yeah, um, I just wanted to mention some of the guys that they got. So they got Luis on Helacuna who, you know, we all know the name Acuna, right? He's going to come up and hopefully be um, Short stop second baseman of the future. But um, yeah, got Drew Gilbert. Jet Williams has been a fantastic addition for them. They drafted him um, just uh, just last year and he has looked excellent. Ronnie Mauricio, Kevin Prada. I mean, they they have a pretty solid top of the top of the um, prospect list. But I think what will be interesting for them too, aside from their managerial standpoint will be what are they going to do with Pete Alonso? right? I mean, he's got one year left and that's something, you know, he's been talked about for trades, potential trades. They've said that they don't want to trade him. They're not going to trade him, but I'd be curious, you know, why wouldn't they at least entertain that? Right. I mean, it doesn't sound like they have strong intentions or, you know, that they feel like there will be a deal done or extension done. So that will be another um, interesting storyline to follow, but yeah, get Craig council out of, (laughs) out of the central, um, Yeah, he's he's a great manager. And um, yeah, just excited to see where he goes.
0: My favorite thing of the entire uh, end of the season was the Cardinals keeping uh, their manager. I'm blanking on his name, but I had a weird feeling. I was like, man, if council ends up in St. Louis, this might be the most miserable next four to five years of my life. So I'm thankful that that man will never uh, be a part of this again. I don't know what the Brewers are doing. I I really don't. I don't know why you go away from that. Um, You've gotten away with being a small market team and having a manager who understands how to handle that, uh, and then you let them go. I just – I don't know. We'll see. Well, boys, uh, this has been great. Uh, Any last thoughts here from either of you? Uh, Like you
1: said, feeling a game six, so hopefully – tomorrow d come out and, sh- and sh- show what they can do and uh the series continues absolutely vinny
2: yeah i mean it's fun to watch barry bonds or i mean sorry Corey Seeger play <laughs> in this world series it's been a lot of fun um yeah i'm hoping for a game six and you know what i've always said and um i just i want to see some good baseball right and I wouldn't want this thing to end in five games. I, I really wouldn't. Um, so I'm really hoping for a game six. I hope for some some good game five play, even if they do end up losing. But um, I really I really feel good about their chances with Gallon. And um, you know, like you said, if you go to game six with with Merrill Kelly, he is on another level right now. You got to feel even better about that, especially you know, I fear Evaldi right now more than I fear Montgomery. So I think if you get to six, it's it's more than likely that you'll get to seven too. So you just got to play, take it one game at a time, though. That's all you can I really do. Do, I really do. Mm-hmm. Shout
0: out to the folks that spent over thousands of dollars for tonight's game. Um, I I am <laughs> thinking of you at this time because that. Did is... you see the
2: guy run onto the field
0: too? Did you Did you catch
2: that? <laughs> no, no, I did not. Run that was, was probably
0: when I was um, di- uh, I was uh, tearing down the the garage oh. setup. I I kind of had to deviate from the game. Also giving candy to kids while moving the car. It was it was sort of a disaster but uh so there's some some guy just ran on the field yeah
2: ran out on the field yeah How got was tackled tackle? in the infield it was wasn't it? as good as the one from earlier in the year with the i think it was the dodgers and the guy got totally just smoked but um
0: there was some dude he, in philly that got trucked trucked
2: <laughs> maybe it was philly i don't remember but yeah i mean that's always fun to watch you know i i don't understand why they do it i just it makes no sense doesn't make sense to me no it's so stupid so stupid um, agreed but yeah no thanks for having me on it's, it's been fun excited Absolutely. to talk some more
0: well we'll uh we'll likely do an episode uh or we are going to do an episode uh after tomorrow's game and hopefully it's not the end of the year we're not trying to make our predictions for next year uh but fellas this has been great looking forward to tomorrow's game uh as well so uh to everyone that uh, was able to tune in thank you so much and uh we'll talk to you here tomorrow night